Hello BFFs, otherwise known as our born funny friends. Welcome to another app, a big one, an international guy, huge following, one of the OGs on the TikTok. Yes, uh, Asher Lieberman. Mm, Lieberman. Stinky, stinky, stinky guy. Oh, that's not, he's just not nice. He's on Zoom. We could not yeah. smell him. Oh, I could tell. He was so stinky. You know in cartoons when like there's a smelly character and you can see the stink coming off them? Yeah. Like the skunk in Looney Tunes? He had flies right? buzzing around him on the screen. Yeah, yeah, like uh, Pepe Le Pew. Yeah. Oh, so he cancelled Pepe. Yeah. Well, he was, before he, he was, was not in the in the um, last Space Jam. They cancelled. Yeah, it. And that's, it wasn't a good Space Race. Jam, was it? Did you watch it? No, no, Did I you? didn't either. No. Um, what was I talking about? Stinky. Yeah, the stink. Right. Yeah. You know, in cartoons, when the stink comes yeah. off, right? That's how stinky he is. Yeah. Weird. We could say it wasn't an effect. I was like, wow, you are really stinky. stinky. I can yeah. smell it from here. <laughs> He's a real, real reeker. Funny bloke. Finally, bloke. Very funny. Reeks. He loves that name, Stinky Asher, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good chat. I actually really enjoyed it. His videos are very funny. He's very funny. He's got, um, he's very expressive with his face, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you're not going to see any oh, of that. Oh, we also had a shitload of tech issues. How did that, I mean, producer Jared, you've uh, been involved in putting that together. How did we go dealing with all the tech issues? I mean, you two just sat in the studio whilst I ran around the entire office trying to sort them. I didn't mean Which exactly did. what happened. I meant, do you hear it on the podcast? Yeah, I mean, how's it And sound? also, sorry, you're doing your job. You yeah. think I listen to this podcast already? <laughs> no, that's true. You don't. Sorry. I'm trying to get it ready. Yeah, that'd be us being like, oh, we're going to go try and get the connection ready. Jared, you do the interview. Yeah, well... Probably should have happened. What, 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 kind, much of, better what kind of oh, questions? Oh, careful, mate, because we will make you do an interview if that's <laughs> oh, what you want to do. You know what? Yeah. Episode The next episode of Born Funny, you're doing it. Yeah. We'll set it up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to interview? Who are you going to interview? We'll bring who back, am I going to interview? Yeah. You know who, we'll bring back Josh Thomas. <laughs> 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 Tell him some more jokes. I don't know. Someone funny. Like who? Like, I think I'm spot. Charlie Pickering. <laughs> I did not. That is weird. I don't know why I thought of him. I panicked because I thought of Josh Thomas and Charlie Pickering. And Josh, also on Josh hates that Charlie show. Pickering. Does he? Yes. Well, yeah. Well, good follow up, Ed. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, That's funny. Maybe you should right. be the next guest. Good work, Jay. Okay, episode 33 Asher Lieben, Stinky Asher. It is in your ear holes now. Enjoy. Ah, funny people. An odd bunch, really. Not your usual folk. They've been making us knee slaps since the ancient Greeks. But what makes these real-life jesters tick? Perhaps today, we should ask this person. Hey guys, my name is Asher, also regretfully known as Stinky Asher Online. Tell me, were you born funny? You know, I think maybe half born funny, half trauma, bullying, living in my house, (laughs) (laughs) middle school, maybe the combination of both. Nate, please get a round of applause ready for a college student and content creator all the way from Miami Beach. He was one, in Miami, Miami bitch. Uh, he was one of the first people ever to post on Musical.ly, uh, which is now known as TikTok, which is kind of ironic because they're taking all the songs off it, uh, making his first post on the app when he was in grade eight of school. He's currently a senior at the University of Pennsylvania, but plans on pursuing content creation and comedy full-time after he graduates this May. With an impressive resume of over 5.3 million followers and nearly half a billion likes on TikTok, Ash has firmly established himself as a force to be reckoned with in the realm of digital entertainment. His infectious humour, in humour, 
Precious humour. And boundless creativity have propelled him to stardom, earning him fans all around the globe, including here in Australia. Despite being in the comedy scene, Asher is obsessed with all things horror and dreams to be a character that gets killed in a horror oh. movie one day. Please welcome the show, Asher Lieberman! Oh, Asher, hello. Welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me. That was quite the intro. Oh, my gosh. I'm honoured. Yeah, that's producer Jared doing his job. Uh, well done. Uh, Asher, there's one thing I did want to do before we start because I know you love it when people take attendance. So I'm just going to quickly take attendance uh, for this podcast. Uh, Jimmy, are you here? Yeah, present. Yes. Uh, Nath, I'm present. Producer Jared, are you? He's present. Uh, uh, Asher Lieberman? Here. Okay. <laughs> that was good. That was, See, that, was... Yeah, that was good. That was good. I'm, I'm glad you didn't panic in taking attendance. Asher, how are you, mate? Where, where are you at the moment? You at home or where are you? Um, I am in my college apartment uh, in Philadelphia, and yeah, I wish I was home though. Yeah, right. How? How? What kind of apartment have you got? Is it? Is it part of the you know the university, or is it just a little shoebox? Just a little shoebox right off campus. No, not part of the university. Uh, just me and my roommate. Very, literally, very. It's like the smallest apartment you've ever seen. Probably smaller just than New York apartments. Had to had to get out of the university. Fame has gotten to him. People yeah. are stalking him. <laughs> so the Taylor Swift of the University of Pennsylvania. <laughs> I accidentally posted a video with my address the other day and I had to delete that right away. Oh. I got some DMs saying, I know where you live. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, how did you, what was it? What was the address on? How did you post that? Uh, I just like did it outside my front door. I was like, oh, going for a walk or something. And then you could literally <laughs> see my whole address behind me. I can't believe I did that. Five years into the game and I'm making a few mistakes. And then also in the video, I said, by the way, my address is 47A Smith Street. <laughs> uh, and then I was like, oh, right, shit, right. I just gave. So, I mean, you've got, you've got a roommate. Is your roommate there? Or have you made him stay to listen to the podcast to see how funny you are? Or have you pissed him off? <laughs> oh, no, I locked him in his room. I turned the key. He's not, he's not escaping. He can't hear me. That's, that does sound very horror movie. Uh, <laughs> You are a big fan, so yeah, yeah. he's in a well, he's yeah. in a hole, Three. rubs the lotion on its oh, yeah. skin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Three people start this podcast, but only two finish it. <laughs> Who will it be? Um, Asha, living in Miami, what's it like, man? Because um, we, I mean, we've, we've spoken to a few people uh, who've lived in Miami, and one of them actually follows me, Flow Rider. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a weird name drop to start the podcast. Well, he's the only person I know. Uh, <laughs> I know Asha Lieberman and... Uh, Flow rider. Um, how is it, man? How, how's, how's university life? Oh, everything is great. Um, definitely a lot colder than I ever could have imagined. I never experienced winter until my freshman year of college. Um, and that's something I will never experience again. I will be moving away from the north the second I graduate. And that is a promise. Miami has spoiled me with the best weather ever. <laughs> well, how did you end up at the University of Pennsylvania? So you're in Philly now. So did you just want to get out of home? Did you just want to move away from Miami or... Uh, yeah, I definitely knew I did not want to be close to my parents for college. They're amazing, lovely people. I just knew I couldn't be near them just mentally. Um, so I wanted to, I wanted to be in a environment that was also very much a city growing up in Miami. Like, you know, I, again, I got spoiled with the city life. So I needed some sort of city. Um, and I also wanted to go to a good school that also is known for being fun and having cool people. And that's where I found Penn. And I, what are I you, do um, regret it. I love it here. What are you studying at university? Uh, so I came in wanting to study biology and doing science-y stuff. But the second I got here, that, that went out the window. So now I'm doing <laughs> communications and consumer psychology. So like the two easiest things, but I love uh, it. 
best. Excellent. I mean, let's let's talk about your parents. How do they feel about? Obviously, you know your videos are absolutely unbelievable. Over five million followers on TikTok. Uh, everybody adores you. One of the first people to really take over TikTok and make it your own. What do your parents think of the videos that you make and the content that you put out? You know, they are such big supporters of mine. Um, my dad doesn't watch my content. I don't think he doesn't really know what's going on. Uh, bless his heart. Um, he'll see my videos sometimes. My mom is up to date on all of my videos. She will oh. comment on a video 30 seconds after it's posted. I don't even know how she does it. Uh, my parents are huge supporters. They love it. Um, but they, you know, they haven't always been. And, and high school is a little tricky. Oh, so, well, yeah, go back. So what, when did you start? How old were you when you started like making videos and what were your parents saying then? Um, so I really, I started posting on TikTok um, junior year of high school. Um, and at first it was fine. They they didn't care. I, I, don't, I don't even think I told them about it. Um, and then I started to go viral pretty quickly. And then this was at the same time I was applying to colleges and <laughs> my parents were like, okay, you need to delete your TikTok account. Like I'd have videos of me with like, like tights over my face, like singing. Like it was the most <laughs> immature, not college student vibes account ever. And so my parents were like, no, this is done. You need to focus on school, get those grades, apply to college, then maybe you can do it later. So they wanted you to delete the app, like so erase all oh, yeah. evidence. Really? Oh, and yeah. what was oh, what was your response? Oh, yeah. What was your response to that when they're telling you to do that? To cry. Um after <laughs> that. Um my parents, no, I'm serious, I did cry. But my parents um, were like, my mom, she's like, okay, if you think you're right and colleges will like it, how about we meet with the guidance counselors at school? We'll see what they have to say about it. And I was like, bet, let's do it. So we literally scheduled a meeting with all of my guidance counselors, every single one, every college advisor at my school. We had a meeting. I told them my TikTok. We showed them the videos like, on my face. And, like, and they loved it. They were like, Go for it. Not only should you have this on your application, but you should write your college essay about this. So every every single one of the guidance counselors that you went and saw, they love the content. What did your mum say after she heard their response from that? She hates being wrong, but she had to own up to it. She fully was like, you know what? I was wrong. Do it. I, we'll see what happens. But tone it down. I think there was a compromise in the middle somewhere. Tone, tone it, down. it down. You can keep doing it. And yeah. No tight. No tights on your head. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, but weren't you like delete the video? <laughs> weren't you like one of the first people to blow up on it? Like you had around like what ten, twenty thousand followers when having forty thousand followers like the most anyone had on the platform. Yeah, it was really, you know, I, the funny thing is I was always trying to go viral on these other apps, like musically. I can't believe you brought that up. That's so funny, but <laughs> musically Vine back in the day. Yeah. And then when TikTok happened, it was still an app that you had to like hide on your phone. And I started seeing people, um, post like ironic TikToks, making fun of the people on TikTok. So I sort of saw that as like an into just do it for fun. Like I didn't even, yeah. I had no intention on going viral because you couldn't become famous from TikTok at the time. And yeah. then I would say like two weeks in, I had a video that kind of blew up. And then uh, that viral rush, I was like, oh, I'm addicted. I need to do this again. And then <laughs> before I knew it, I had like 20, 30K when like the most followed person on TikTok was like 50K. And it was it was so crazy. Well, so, Asha, when you say you, you know, you're trying to make it work on other apps and trying to go viral on other apps, firstly, what mm. were those other apps and what were you trying to do? What type of content? Yeah, yeah. What, what were you trying to do to go viral? Um, so I think I got a Vine account in like elementary school, like in fourth <laughs> grade. I remember recess making Vines with my friends. Um, I honestly, I did skits. I did comedy skits. I don't know what 
you know, made me do that. I, I didn't think I was like funny at the time, but I started doing comedy skits and I still have some of them on my phone. They are not funny, but what were you, you doing? What, what, what are some of the do you skits? Remember any? What were some of the skits? I, I do remember one. There was one where I started making a joke and then I like looked in the mirror and I, I was like, Oh, I can't continue. I just looked in the mirror. My day's ruined. <laughs> Something like that. That's still, you can do that now. That's still good. Yeah. That so how like the one I remember because so how old so when you're doing because I mean I I find that funny so how old were you when you you know come up with a concept like that because that that shows an understanding think, of comedy I think I was probably eleven or twelve I was really yeah, really wow. young were you watching were you watching much comedy or consuming much comedy oh, yeah. outside what what kind of comedy were you watching um, I was just watching a lot of vines like a lot of <laughs> compilations on YouTube yeah. getting a lot of inspiration from from that type of content um, and I also loved like comedy movies too so like get, let's go earlier so like what is your earliest memory of making people laugh was it on the apps like were you funny when you were little like what do you remember um you know actually that's a great question I do remember the exact moment i i decided to randomly um audition for like my school my middle schools not my middle school my elementary schools uh production of mulan and i got the (laughs) role of like the fat soldier which i don't know why you would let a nine-year-old get a role that has fat in front of that is the name long term the fat is that the yeah i couldn't care less what she wear or what she looked like it all depends on what she cooks like like. that's poor chicken Mm, that's him that's the fat soldier (laughs) (laughs) an adult went you know what's great we're gonna make a kid of fat that's your title so that was what you were called fat soldier oh yeah oh that was my role yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> oh, I, like, I, remember I, had, I had a line in it that was like oh thanks for serving and i was like speaking of serving do you have rice that i can have <laughs> and i just remember like the whole room is dying and i remember that was like the moment i was like oh this is fun i love it okay this. so 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 you got the laugh so this was in the live the live performance for it so you'd already rehearsed yeah. everything so you had a you had yeah. a crowd how many people do you reckon were in the crowd at the elementary school performance of mulan 20 <laughs> great <laughs> <Just> parents <laughs> great okay and, and and the parents laughed and describe how did that if you can remember how did that make you feel was it just a moment of like although i'm the fat soldier getting that laugh it's it's you know it's addictive yeah oh yeah absolutely it was i was i could easily see myself doing that years from now and i did from that play on i did every single school play and then i went to sleepaway camp and then did theater camp after that too like it really really filed out after that moment <laughs> What about like at school, like in other, like other subjects and stuff, were you being funny or even performing to your classmates or were you very studious? Like what were you like? Oh, not studious at all. No, (laughs) I was a chatterbox. I was the type of student that could do my work, get good grades, but also distract half the class. So I would talk to everyone near me. I had so many teachers that would have to make me have like my own desk next to them because I was talking so much. Um, I got kicked out of so many classrooms. No, I was, I was a chatterbox in the classroom. <laughs> were you, when, when you're getting kicked out, like, was it, were you just talking and being loud or were you being funny? Like, were you trying to do jokes and make people laugh? Do you remember what you were doing? Um, yeah, I definitely was trying to make people laugh. I don't think I was, I was necessarily like making like funny faces or trying to be annoying, but like the teacher would say something and then I would definitely like whisper to the person next to me, like a snarky <laughs> comment to get them to laugh or something like that. Like I was never trying to get everyone's attention, but Definitely, like the people near me, 
they they were distracted. So do you think you had this, you know, from a young age, like, and again, we could put it back to the, the rice joke in the, the fat soldier Milan. Speaking of serving. <laughs> <laughs> we could put it down to that moment. But do you think you had this, you know, even when things weren't funny, you clearly had this confidence about you. So you were, you were never shy from, you know, performing in front of a crowd of 20 people plus. <laughs> Yeah, I, the second you get on stage, all the nerves just go away. And when you hear like the laughter, at least for me, it was just like the biggest adrenaline rush. And it, I mean, it is so addictive and I loved it more than anything. I felt so alive on the stage. <laughs> so what, what age were you again when that, when that clip goes viral on TikTok? How old are you then? Um, I believe I had just turned 17, maybe. 17. Yeah, okay. It was, it was October, November. Yeah, I just turned 17. Hey, it's Audio Bones here. And if you want to win yourself a prize this week, the code word this week is the rowing boat emoji. So head to the Jimmy and Ape Instagram page, find this week's Born Funny video and comment that emoji under it. Yeah. And so in that like period from, you know, being on stage, getting your first laugh to then you're just constantly trying to go viral on apps. You're trying to do drama. Like is, is every, like your parents are supporting everyone's like, no, you're funny, Ashley. Like, you've got to do this. Like, is that sort of where everything's heading towards that moment? You know, I actually think that post, it was kind of like a breakthrough in a way because I quit doing theater for high, when high school started because I, believe it or not, was a rower. But I got really into uh-huh. rowing, which is like the most random, <laughs> the most random side plot of my life. But that I've been rowing the, for like six years. That's yeah. the first side time. quest. That's that's yeah. Yeah, side mission. Side he's got the major mission, yeah. but he's like on GTA yeah. and he's going to go do this rowing for a bit. <laughs> It was right. weird. I don't know why I did that. But um, were you any so good? I were you didn't really any good? That. I was. I was good. Yeah, that was wow. fun. Yeah, I was good. Here's a, here's um, a niche boring he, rowing question that no one cares about. What boat were you in? What what were you in an eight or a four or a double single? I was I was stroke C of a four and then stroke of the double two. The and stroke then I did is a single senior year. The stroke is essentially the captain of a rowboat outside so, the So Nathan also did rowing. So you guys can really bro yeah. out about oh, rowing. Mate. Oh, I can't wait to just do this for the entirety of the rest of <laughs> <laughs> Come forward to the catch, Asha. So, so why why the rowing and why stopping? Like what what changed? I did every single sport growing up. My parents or my mom was like a sports news reporter, so she really tried to oh. get me to do every single sport possible. And my dad too. And I hated all of it i literally would like throw tantrums going to the sports games i would not do well at all i was it was embarrassing for my parents they would go to these games i would literally not score a single point i would sit on the sidelines like i was not fast it was horrible um and then finally they forced me to do rowing because i actually had a friend that was doing it and that was the first one i wasn't completely shit at and that's why rowing stuck honestly so what Um, what got you back into doing like comedy or posting or were you still kind of doing that on the side so yeah i completely stopped doing anything creative um and then i started taking a theater class again in like junior year of high school actually the year i started posting on tiktok um and that was sort of my outlet but i was still craving more i was like i really feel like i have all these ideas in my head and tiktok just seemed like the best opportunity to like sort of put those ideas on you know online and yeah. it just sort of became that creative outlet for me and then eventually took over and then I liked that a lot more than I liked rowing and then COVID how happened you, and then I didn't row anymore. How did you go in that moment being like 17 and it, I guess, blowing up? Like what were your friends saying? Like you, you would have been, like I said, well, you mentioned 17. you're like one of the highest followed creators on TikTok at that time, but you're saying like, I'm assuming people at your school didn't even, a lot of them still didn't know what TikTok was. Like what are the, like what are people saying to you? Yeah. My closest friends 
have always been big supporters of mine. I've always been so cringy, like I posting on Musical.ly <laughs> and whatever. They've always had to support me through that. But I'm a firm believer that being cringe is the only way to be successful at something. So I didn't care. Um, but I do remember the day that the video went viral, um, it actually started blowing up on meme pages on Instagram for the wrong reasons. Because the video that blew up was like, a dramatic interpretation of a poem or whatever. Like, it was horrible. It was cringe on purpose. <laughs> yeah. But people don't know that. So it was going viral for all the wrong reasons, but I didn't care. And then I remember going into school first period in a library and this senior comes up to me and he's like, why are you on my favorite meme page? And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and then literally it felt like a movie throughout the rest of the day. People would start looking at me. Like I heard whispers, more people were sending me meme pages I was on. And it literally from that day on, everyone knew and I couldn't hide it anymore. Did it, did it feel how, cause obviously, you know, you were trying to go viral on, on different things, but and musically and all that kind of stuff. Did, did it feel how you thought it was going to feel when something eventually did go viral or was it a completely different, you know, reaction from people and a feeling from you? It, you know, it definitely did feel different. It felt very vulnerable, I would say, because so many people, thousands and thousands of people were commenting about me that I, you know, I didn't know. And it felt very weird because I was like, you don't know me. Then why are you making these types of comments about me? And then people in school I didn't know were coming up to me and like saying stuff. And I definitely got teased a lot at the beginning too. Um, but I honestly, truly never let any of that bother me. Like I just didn't care. But um, yeah, it was it was very vulnerable. But I, I kind of got not used to it, but... I just yeah like I want to ask like did you like was there a point where you felt more comfortable with it or like because also like you know that's that was what we saying like twenty forty thousand now you've got five point three or whatever million like has it is it constantly like trying to adjust to it like how how do you deal with that yeah. The, uh, I don't know if I'll ever fully adjust to it. I think there are aspects of my life that have definitely been impacted for the worse. Um, it, I, I love meeting people in public. I get recognized a lot and that's incredible. I, again, love meeting my fans, but there's times where maybe I'm like drunk out with my friends and I really just, I don't need to be talking to somebody. And like, there was one time, um, I shouldn't even be sharing this, but I was like going to throw up on the side of a building. Like I was sick. Like it was, it was bad. And a girl comes up to me and starts having the longest conversation with me. And it, I was like, I can't do this right now. I can't do this right now, but I have to be nice. I have, cause I don't want her thinking I'm a yeah. bad person. I don't want her going online saying stuff about me. So, yeah, that was that was a hard moment for me. Yeah. And and people were yelling "stinky rat" at you as well. Like you had to change your handle. Yeah, that... let's let's really get oh, into yeah. "stinky rat." But let's get into you know oh, yeah. the the "stinky rat" name and where, where it came that, from, where that came from, and why why when did, did we... you change it? Yeah, people yelling it at you. Why why did we go with "stinky rat," Asha? So when I got TikTok, I was like, "What is the worst name I could possibly think of?" And "stinky rat" TikTok was the first thing that came to my mind. Again, I had no intention of blowing up on this app, getting being known for being Stinky Rat, but that was the name. And you couldn't change the name for 30 days. That's how like the app used to work. And I blew up within my first 30 days. And I was like, well, I'm stuck. Um, I, I'm screwed. <laughs> so were people yelling at you, there's the Stinky Rat? Right. Yeah. <laughs> people, my, my teachers would be like, yo, Stinky, Stinky Rat. Like, did you do your homework? And it like, they were teasing, but I'm like, oh, God. Oh, Do you remember there when was, was the... In the movie theater too? Oh, oh, what what happened in the movie theater? Was... <laughs> oh, I was with like I think I was on a date and someone just yells like "stinky rat" and I was like, 
Oh my god! Uh, it was in front of everyone in the movie theater. Everyone turned around. It was horrific. It was horrible. <laughs> Do you remember the the first time? I mean, I'm assuming it was probably after when that first video did go viral. But the first time somebody referred to you as Stinky Rat was it one of your friends? Was it that senior that came up to you at first period, or what? Who was the first person that said, "Oh my god, Stinky Rat"? Um, I was at my sister's dance recital and a little girl, like a five-year-old girl came up to me and was like, can I have a picture? Like, she was so cute. And I was like, why are you watching my content? Um, but that was the first time someone ever came up to me. And I also was with my grandparents at the time. And they're just like, what? What's going on? You know, they don't know how social media works. Yeah. They were so confused. They're like, what is going on? <laughs> what about like, is anyone like famous or someone that you admire? Like, do they follow you or they commented and you've just looked down and gone like, what the heck? Like, how does this person know that I exist? Um, Marshmallow, the DJ follows me. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea. Yeah, there's also, I'm a big fan of like, Drag race, RuPaul's Drag Race, and a lot of yep. drag queens follow me too. And I just think that <laughs> is so crazy to me. I, mean, I watched these people on TV growing up, and now like they're DMing they, me. This is it was so. Oh my god. Do you do you message them, or you try to like play it cool and be like, oh yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no, no, I play it cool. I'm like, oh thanks, heart, and then. <laughs> Um, no, there are some people that I have slid into their DMs being like, I have to say I'm a huge fan. I absolutely love you. Have a great day. Because like, I still don't think they're going to respond ever. And then when they respond, I have a heart attack. And I can't. sometimes I can't even reply. I don't even open it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Ash, I want to talk about, you know, the style of comedy that you like to reflect through a lot of your videos. Because, you know, a lot Ooh. of them, they do so well and they're so fucking funny. Um, but there's, you know, there's a lot of the stuff that you do that which seems to be reflective of, you know, things that are actually happening to you in your real life like a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff being a student you know we start with the attendance stuff and then there's you know the studying things and all that do you find that you you know try to find the funny in the stuff that actually happens to you and then you know turn it up to a hundred and put that out there is that how is that how it works a hundred percent um I would say 95% of my content is just stuff that has happened to me or my friends. Um, I will be walking to class. I'll, something, will, something funny will happen. And then the first thing I do is I write it down on my notes app on my phone because I will forget. So um, I'll be at lunch with my friends, at dinner. I don't know, like in my room alone. Usually my best ideas come to me when I'm in the shower and like I'll just think <laughs> through my day. And then I'm like, yep, I have to write this down. And then, of course, I exaggerated a little bit. But a lo- honestly, a lot of them are not even exaggerated. Like, I, yeah, a lot of crazy stuff happens. Because I know you've done, you know, a lot of the videos of, you know, like the, the, the two hot popular girls going live on social media. It's like you like to, you take the piss out of the medium that you're so successful in. Is that a purposeful decision? A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I definitely like to make fun of myself um, and make fun of, because, because I make fun of myself the most because then it's okay to make fun of other people. If yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I feel like when you're low punching up, that's a lot more acceptable than when you're from up punching low. So I try <laughs> to make sure. fun of myself all the time. Um, <laughs> a lot of my content is, is purposeful and I do, I do post stuff for strategic reasons. Sometimes there's is, a lot of science behind it. Yeah. yeah. Is there, like you don't have to mention who, but are there characters or skits and stuff you've done that are just like exactly something you've seen? Like you've re- you haven't changed much, or you've just gone, "This is oh, cringe." Yeah. I'm posting it. Yeah, it's done for me. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, I, I, a lot of times if someone like does me wrong, I'll include their name in a video in a negative way. Or, or <laughs> I shouldn't be exposing that. Um, um, like or one of the girl, like personality traits, I'll sort of like incorporate that. And that's just sort of a way in my mind to just be like, 
hi, got you, but you'll never know. But I'm at peace now. I'm at peace because I was <laughs> to make fun of you for millions of people. <laughs> Has any like of your friends or family gone, is this about me? Like, have they asked if a video's about them? Yeah. And you lie and just oh, yeah. say, no, it's yeah. not. <laughs> no, I told them it is. I go, yeah. <laughs> Hey. Like, try it again and you'll, you'll get another <laughs> You'll get a whole series if you're not yeah. careful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Asha, one thing I find really interesting, and I haven't really asked, you know, we've, we've spoken to so many different people who've had success in the social media space, particularly TikTok, but, you know, after that first video goes viral, right, what do you then do for the second one? Because they always talk about, you know, there's, you don't, you never want to be a one hit wonder. And you, did you analyze that first video, the poetry one, even though you look back at it now and go, Ooh, uh, but did you look at that and go, okay, I need to replicate that again. Or did you look for a completely separate idea? Yeah. I, I don't even know how I thought to do this. Cause in hindsight, like, I don't know, I, I must've been crazy smart for doing that. But I, right after the first poem went viral, I was like, Oh, people like this. So I'm going to do another one. And so I did another one and then that one blew up even more than the first one. Oh, wow. And then I was like, okay. And then in my bio, I changed it to like every 10 K followers, I'll release a new poem. And that propelled me really, really, really quickly. Um, and to this day, if a video does really well, I will, I don't like looking at like the data and the analytics that just stresses me out, but I will try to figure out in my head, like, okay, why did this do well? Why do people like this? How can I incorporate those elements into another video without copying it exactly because i don't really like you know redundant videos i like to change it up every single time do you think you know you had that original you know idea to go and study biology and science so obviously that side of your brain is active you know looking and breaking down things and why they happen do you think you apply that almost science although i know you you dropped out of it uh, (laughs) but do you apply that scientific style of thinking to your videos Yes, yes, 100%. At this point, I don't even know if it's like a conscious thing. It's sort of subconscious. Like before I even make a video, like I'll have the video made before I even post it, I'll kind of know how it's going to do and why. Uh, but I do actually enjoy looking at like data and numbers, uh, not my own. Again, I hate that. But I look at a lot <laughs> of other people in the field. I look at like, okay, what are they doing well? Um, and then I try to sort of combine all of people's elements, you know, what's successful into my own, but it it is definitely very data driven and there's a lot of strategy involved, but I enjoy doing all of that stuff. I study consumer psychology as my minor. So I really enjoy, you know, learning why people enjoy looking at things, buying things, doing stuff like that. You mentioned actually like you've got the notes app, you know, which we, we all do, you know, you punch stuff in when something happens. Do you go any further with that? Like, do you script anything that you're going to do or is it all improv? You just set the camera up and go, let's see how this goes. Uh, it's all improv. Um, yep. I will sort of come up with a basic idea of how I want the video to go. Um, and then I will just set up my phone and usually I improv it with like the basic structure that I have in my head, but I do not write anything down. No, never. Would you ever think about doing any like longer form things? Like maybe not in a writing way, but in like acting or would you pursue that? I would love to. I think it's a little too hard right now, given like my workload and stuff to do YouTube or something like that. Um, but I do enjoy posting those over minute long videos. You know, the creator fund now yeah. pays you. So <laughs> I've been incentivized to make longer videos and I do really enjoy them. I think it's very fun. And I'm also in a screenwriting course this semester. And oh, so wow. I'm going to write a full length movie by the end of the year. And I definitely plan on writing writing like a comedy, a horror comedy sort of thing. And I, I've been loving it so far. I can definitely see myself doing that. 
I mean, actually, you just mentioned it there, and it was one of the questions I wanted to ask as well. How do you balance, you know, obviously churning out so many videos that you do at such a high level, but also full-time study commitments at university? Like this- like, you, have, you have no life. Do, yeah, yeah. No friends. He has no life. Yeah. <laughs> He's got his roommate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I haven't been outside in years. Uh, Asher, this is the sun. Uh, how, do you, how, do you, how do you balance, you know, the demands from university, but also keeping up with your followers and, and what they expect from you? Um, it is hard. I'm not going to lie. Um, I am a very like routine oriented person. So I kind of find little cracks in my day to like maybe in class, instead of paying attention, I will think of a video idea, think of how I want it to go so that when I have my hour between classes, I can run home, make it, save it, go to my next class and then go to the bathroom during that class during the 10 minute break, post it from the bathroom and then go back to class. And I'm not even kidding that like is that is my routine. Um, <laughs> wow. But it is very it is hard to stay motivated. Um, but I just have to keep telling myself if you don't do it, you will be broke because you're not working after college. So I have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Do you do you have um like ways to switch off? Is that is that where the love of horror comes from? Like do you like immerse yourself in other genres or do something because, you know, and maybe not it's easy to watch comedy twenty four hours a day, seven days a week and do it. Yeah. Um, I usually after I get my video uploaded for the day, I can like mentally move on to the next thing. So I watch, I love movies. I watch movies every single day, basically. Um, TV shows too. I love that. Um, and I play some video games, hang out with my friends, but usually after I finish the video, I'm like, okay, done. We don't need to think about it again for the day until tomorrow. Why do you think you like horror so much? Do you think it's because a lot of your life you want is to murder someone? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> do, you, do you want to murder somebody? Is no, there we a... can host the podcast yeah. about the murder. Yeah. We, we can help I mean, each other. Help people, me help you. People help love us. those murder podcasts. I mean, they, they, they are going, we could pivot this I entire thing. But do you think the it's. The stinky rat kills again. <laughs> <laughs> the sticky rat strangler. Yeah. <laughs> but is there, do you think you like horror so much because your entire life kind of is, is based around comedy and it's nice to, you know, watch and consume something that isn't what you're doing every day? You know, that would be a, a great answer, but I think the real answer is because I like the, the fucked up nature of horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the real answer. No, I don't know why I love horror so much. I always have. I watched The Exorcist when I was 12 alone on a plane, like going to sleepaway camp. Like I fully have been in this world for so long and I'm, I'm addicted. I have like horror movie posters all over my room. And yeah, I do. I would love to be a horror movie character that dies in a movie. That's like a dream. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, if there's any Australian or, you know, international horror directors listening, we can make it. Well, it's actually very, how, how would you like to go? Let me know. Hit me up. If, if, yeah. you were, if you are murdered in a horror movie, what's the ideal situation for Asher Lieberman to be murdered? Oh, what would you like? A knife I, or? I would love to. Yeah, a knife. A slasher movie death. I want a long hallway scene where I'm running. I, I want to trip. I want to look around. Like, <laughs> For a second, you think I'm gonna make it, uh, and then I ultimately I want to die in a gory, grotesque, horrible way. It's <laughs> writing that down. Hey, see if we can make I've that. I just thought of a video idea. We've got to, we've got to get over there. Uh, <laughs> um, we're filming. So I've seen actually I've seen your sister in some of your videos as well. Um, how does your? I mean, is she looking at doing this stuff long term? Like, are you looking at like what are your parents? Are they saying like, all right, this is still fun while you're at college, but then you know you got to go get a real job? Like, what what conversations are happening with the family? 
my sister, she's actually very into musical theater, but she does not, for some reason, no offense, she's gonna, Gabrielle, love you, but when she, <laughs> the camera turns on in my videos, she just, something happens where she just doesn't act like her normal self. She is so funny and so talented, but she knows it. She's like, I can't be in your videos because something happens. I don't know. Um, <laughs> she, does, she does not pursue uh, content creation, um, except, you know, she puts on like a dress and then like poses with her friends or something, but um, uh and then, yeah, my parents are, again, very supportive. They are letting me do this after college. I'm going to move to LA or New York, I'm still deciding, uh, and just pursue it full time to see, you know, what can come of this. Happens, but they are yeah. very supportive of it. Only because I told them my backup plan was to go to Harvard for business school. But turns out you need <laughs> business experience for that. Uh, and I've heard Harvard is anyone can get to Harvard these yeah, days. Yeah, these oh, days. It's not even right, good as it right. used to be. Oh, just Ugh. one little social post. Hey, guys, right. can I have a free course? Uh, <laughs> I think that's how you get into Harvard law these days. Uh, well, actually, that's interesting, actually. Let's talk about that because, you know, the plan is, and I love this, to, to move to LA and to New York and, and to really do this full time. How do you do that? Like, what, what is the plan? So you obviously get on a plane, you land in LA, and then how do you start this full-time career doing this? Well, I have to buy an apartment first, find that. <laughs> and then once I've established myself, um, I, I'm telling myself I'm going to give myself like two, three months to just make content every day, maybe collaborate with some of my friends out there in LA, but don't think I want to do it forever. I, I really interested in like the backside of things like social media marketing. And so I would love to do content maybe on the side while I do that too. But, but yeah. I, I do have more plans than just doing content. Are you going to look at potential other avenues within this, you know, creative space? If, if acting came along, would that be something, you know, obviously you did the acting school, uh, before, would you, would you dive back into that if that opportunity presented itself? A hundred percent. I mean, who would say no to a, if they get offered a role in, you know, a movie <laughs> or a TV show, but, but yeah. I fully like, I plan on auditioning for things. I love it. Um, maybe I would try stand up, but I'm a little traumatized because I got rejected from my college of stand up club. So oh, rejected. What, what happened? What happened? How did you get rejected? Um, yeah, I've actually been rejected from three comedy clubs on campus. On campus? I've been rejected from the. Yeah, from the sketch comedy club, uh, from the improv club, and from the stand-up club. So, is it, is it, has Harry, why, why are you rejected? What are you doing? I guess I'm just really bad in the auditions. I don't know. I thought I did well. I really don't know. I don't know. Asha, are you? Be honest. Are you walking in nude with a big coat on? Are you flashing them? <laughs> are you Louis CKing them? You just got your penis out. <laughs> <laughs> I come into the sign. I say, "Fuck you! I'm better than all of you," and that's actually why they. they and they no, don't go I for that. That's weird. That's weird. That's weird. I, <laughs> yeah, I just I go in. I'm like, "Hey, everyone! Nice to meet you. I'm nervous, you know. Hopefully, you know." But do they do they know that you have that huge social media following? Could that be something that's like, "Oh, this guy probably thinks he already knows what he's doing." I, you know, the, it's not really brought up. It's honestly, it's not something I really talk about in my my day to day life um, with my friends when I meet people, unless that you know they talk about it with me. So I don't remember bringing it up in these auditions, but I'm sure, I'm sure word gets around Someone, or whatever. Uh, how it impacts me, I don't know. Um, that's why it's all three though. All <laughs> so three. That's you, so. How, how yeah. does it work? I mean, because I know it's a it's a very different system here in in terms of how those things work. So when you when you go into these places, are you expected to you know deliver some bits? Like, is that are you supposed to you yeah. know deliver a set? Essentially, is that how it works? Okay, this is gonna get sad for one second, but we can move past it. We don't have to. So that's what, sad. Um, sad comedy, is okay. <laughs> 
for the stand-up comedy club, uh, we had to go in with five minutes of material prepared. And believe it or not, I'm actually not like a stand-up comedy guy. I don't really watch a lot of stand-up. So I did for the audition. I wrote my thing. And then I had a friend that died. So that was like a couple days before the audition. Oh, and then sorry to hear they, that, mate. They let me, thank you. It's okay. Uh, they let me audition online. And then I did that, got the call back. And then the callback was the next day after they let me submit it. And they're like, okay, five more minutes of new material. And I was already going out with my friends, like drinking. And I'm like, fuck, like, what do I do? So I don't yeah. know how I came up with something, but I showed up the next morning hungover. I had to present, we had to like, we had a group of like 20 people that were all there for the callbacks. And we had to basically do stand up comedy at nine in the morning when I was hungover, when I didn't have anything memorized on my phone. So I, I get why I got rejected from that one, actually. <laughs> that one makes sense to me. Do you think about, I mean, 20 people in the room, do you think about just getting up and going, serving? When are they serving? <laughs> the rice <laughs> because that killed last maybe, time maybe i would have gotten in i don't know <laughs> <laughs> we can be your ghostwriters. Um, i want to talk about you know the the creativeness that's within your family you mentioned before we haven't really touched on it your mum is uh, she's a sports journalist yeah so it's yes. like on tv written what kind of what kind of journal is she yeah, so I think she started off as a regular news anchor, um, went all over, would travel, and then she really, really, really loved sports. And so then she transitioned to becoming like a sports news anchor. Um, so she would just cover the sports team. She would write her own stories. Um, I think she won like a local Emmy, actually, for a wow. case in the past, or like an investigative, like, you know, journalist thing. But she, yeah, my mom is very, very creative. She's an excellent writer. And she also is very good, I guess, in front of the camera because that she did it for a living. And now she teaches journalism in college. So she's a professor now. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, obviously that, you know, that performative element is there. It's in your blood. It's part of your family. Has, do you think you've learned a lot from her? Like without, I'm not talking like you sit down and you've attended one of her classes, but like, (laughs) do you think, has she given you indirectly, maybe you picked up mannerisms or things from her when you were younger? Definitely. Yeah. Uh, she would take me to the news station a lot and I got to like pretend to be a news anchor and all the cameras. (laughs) And I remember like, that was my favorite thing. So maybe that, that got me addicted to being on camera, but no, definitely my mom has, I I come to her for ideas too. Sometimes she'll help me out with ideas. I don't use them. No offense, mom. So sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Does she like, because you mentioned earlier, like she comments on every video. Does she like reach out maybe and pitch ideas and be like, you should do this. This would be really funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, she'll she'll and, um, give me ideas all the time. And ignore them as well. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Asha, obviously, you know, look, you've got such a huge following and so many loyal fans who adore everything that you do. Have any of them kind of taken it a little bit far? Have you had any weird encounters with some of the fans coming up to you, throwing their undies in your face or asking them to sign? You're throwing up against a wall yeah. and they're like, hey, <laughs> let's have a big Demon Menning foul. Yeah, that one, yeah, that one definitely was, is up there. Uh, there was a, a, a girl, a little girl, again, I don't know, these little girl should not be watching my account, but a little girl <laughs> came up to me and had me sign her forehead with the, the Sharpie. I was happy to do it. I loved that. I thought it was so fun. And we took a picture together too because I was like, oh, I need a picture of this. This is amazing. Um, um, and other than that, oh, and then there was a time, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, um, oh, no. Going oh, to no. frat parties, going to frat parties with a bunch of drunk college students is not the vibe when you have followers <laughs> on social media. I remember I just went to the bathroom Minded my business, came out of the bathroom. There was a line of people, and people were taking videos with Flash as I was oh. coming out of the bathroom. And oh. that was horrible. Oh my God. 
Yeah. Oh, and that, oh no, you're unlocking so many memories. Uh, there was another <laughs> one that I was at, and it was like in a hallway, and there was a bunch of people. And this one guy decided, I guess, to be look cool in front of his friends that were all listening. And he was like, "Remember when you were rude to me when I said hi to you in public?" And first, but one thing about me is I I'm not a rude person. I love saying hi to people. So I was like, "What?" Like, no. And then I remembered he was the guy that, like, pointed me out in front of the whole cafeteria and, like, made a whole scene and made me so uncomfortable. And so then I was like, yeah, actually, I do remember being rude to you and I would be rude to you again because how you acted was was not correct. And he went (laughs) silent. He went silent. All of his friends were like... And then he went to the bathroom and, the, and one of his friends was like, I love you. I love you. And I'm like, I'll, I'll stand up for myself. I'm very confrontational. Like if someone wants to try with me in public, I be prepared for my word attack on you because I can, I can win those battles. That's great. So, I mean, is that something that you've developed, you know, as a defense mechanism for yourself to protect yourself? Or is that like, have you always had that ability to do that? Or is that something you've had to learn with fame? I think it's something that I've always had a little bit of feistiness in me, I guess, but it's definitely something that I confidence has has grown a lot, especially because I keep having more and more encounters in public with different people. Um, and again, a lot of them sometimes don't go you know the right way, especially when like I'm out. Um, and so yeah, over time I've learned how to handle situations and it's kind of as like a hack, but I kind of have like different scripts of different things I need to say in case a person says different things to me. So oh, now wow. I have them already. So now it's easy. <laughs> so did you write those down or did you just think about them? Or were you in the shower and go, if this guy says this, I'm going to say this. Yeah, it's all, it's just all mental. Like one of my favorite things, oh, this is going to sound horrible. But if someone is like, oh my God, can you like, please follow me? Please like whatever. Um, I will be like, oh yeah, let me go ask my manager. I'll go yeah. back to you on that. Good one. <laughs> Good. One of my, one of my pre-planned answers. Um, anyway, uh, we are wrapping like, up. You know, I don't have a problem with that, but. <laughs> we are wrapping up. So if you could but, follow yeah. us, um, uh, if you just follow you us back. Follow us. Yeah, 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 that'd be, that'd be, okay, that'd I'll, be really I'll talk to my manager. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn you and your shower thoughts. <laughs> He's got us again. <laughs> Asha, we absolutely adore you, mate. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We find you hilarious and uh, we wish you all the best, you know, as you move through college and that's crazy that you're in college and you you're doing so well. Uh-huh. It's it's unbelievable, man. You've got you know. It's all some, downhill from here. Yeah, it's, it's give up, <laughs> give up. Uh, You've reached. If there's you're at the top of the mountain. If there's one thing, if there is one thing you can take out of this, is give up. Yeah, it's it's over. Go back to science. Uh, go back to Biology science. Biology was it, man. Asha, <laughs> uh, we uh, in all seriously, uh, in all seriousness, we can't wait to see all the incredible stuff that you're going to do in the future, mate. You're you're a true superstar and you're super talented. Um, and thank you for for sticking with us with all the fucked up tech stuff. Before we do let you go, there's one thing we do like to love. Uh, we do like to ask all our guests uh, because at the start of this podcast even though there's heaps of fucked up tech- technical stuff we asked you if you thought you were born funny you've now heard your entire story in front of you as you've delivered it we'll ask you again what do you think Asha Lieberman the old stinky rat do you think you were born funny yes or no yes I do it's I think you were jeans. yeah yeah I, I think agree you as well it's in your jeans. Put them up on eBay. We can buy Ash's jeans. If you're, uh, you're going to buy his funny, it's, it's yeah, superpower. It's first time. You don't want them. <laughs> Look, there's a, you, a couple of other things, Ash, we need uh, if you'd like to participate. We usually ask our guests to tell a joke. if They have some sort of dad yeah. joke or cheesy joke. Uh, and then we ask everyone the same question, which is, um, why did the chicken cross the road? Some people take a minute to answer. Some people get ph- philosophical, get real deep. But um, I'll let you go first with the joke. Do you have a joke for us? Any kind of joke. I do. I do. Hopefully you have not heard this before. Hopefully. Okay. But, okay. okay. Go ahead. Okay. Did you hear about that actress that was stabbed to death? 
Um, her name her was, her name was Reese. With a with, 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 wait, with a with a spoon? with a spoon? No, it was with a knife. Very good. Very good. Very good. He loves horror movies. That's yeah, good. With a knife. Of, of course, it's a fucking stabbing yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah, you you need help. The horror guy. Not even intentional. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And, and, and to to answer the um the age old question, the you know the joke that started all jokes. Uh, why did mm-hmm. the chicken cross the road? Because he was getting chased by a. Killer, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it was. The Someone guy, was trying to stab him. No, no, after the, that you killer stabbed R- Reese with a spoon, went up, where's that chicken? No, it was with a knife. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Asha, thank we you so you, much, man. mate. We appreciate you coming on the show. You are welcome thank anytime. You. When you come to Australia or when we come over to LA, when you get off the plane at LAX, we'll hang out, okay? Lovely to chat to you, mate. Absolutely. Thank <laughs> you so much for having me. This has been awesome. Listener.